Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And today I want to talk with you around just that statement. I don't know if you've ever heard someone say to you, especially someone you love, respect, say, you can't do that. There's no way you could do that. Now, whether that's something you're going to start off as brand new, some dream that you've shared, some hope, some wish, some aspiration, uh, or maybe it's something you've said to yourself, I could never do that. I want to talk about this. Now, here's a little bit of context. If you're listening to this and you have off the charts self-confidence and you you, uh, don't respond too well to feedback, just switch this off. This is not for you. This is for people that are way more uh, sensitive to what others would think or say. And that is the context by which I'm having this conversation with you. So what is the value of someone telling you that you can't do it? What is the process of that? And what is that form in you and forging you? I used to believe or think that some of the people that told me I can't do something that they were perhaps against me, or they were wrong, or I had to defend in some way, or I literally just listened to them and sat back and didn't take on the situation, the risk, the opportunity, the dream that was in front of me because of what they said. I'm now learning and realizing it is completely different. Actually, because of where we've come from, what my makeup and personality is, uh, avoiding conflict, Uh, some of the things I've had to grow in is actually face the disapproval, face the displeasure, face the what people would say or think and actually persevere in spite of it because the very opposition, the very fact that they weren't spontaneously behind me saying, great idea, Andy, go for it, because they actually challenged, questioned or was completely negative, because of that, it forged in me the strength, the determination, the perseverance necessary for me to stand in myself and actually accomplish what is in my heart to do. So let me just unpack that a little bit for you. And then as you're going through this, I want you to ponder, where have you been challenged? Where Have you had someone push back on you in regard to some of the dreams, desires, hopes, aspirations, things that you wanted to step out into and you've had only negative reports and it's kind of really knocked you? I want you to think about that in the context of what I'm about to share. So here we go. Just some examples Um, coming from the States to the USA after a year in this environment. Uh, I sensed like the Lord was telling me to step out and do this third year program and just jump from effectively outside of the norm from a first year program straight into a third year program because of something I'd heard. Now, I received some, I spoke to my immediate leader about that in a spiritual environment, mentoring situation, and they said, oh no, that's not God, this is not going to happen. I spoke to the overseer of the third year program and they say, oh no, no, this is not God and this is why. So I had two people in my leadership circle who told me, no, I don't think that's God. It was the first time that I'm fully aware of where I had to make a decision. 
am I going to listen to what I sincerely believe that God is telling me to do? Or am I going to follow the spiritual or positional leadership around me? Now, a little bit of context. My wife was 100% on board with me and uh, certainly since the Lord was saying it. And the person with whom I was going to do third year that skipped into that third year program, they were 100% on board with it. I just had two leaders in the environment who were technically uh, in the approval process saying, we don't think it's God. So I had to make that decision. Now, I made the decision to move forward, but struggled with what they'd said. Hindsight, I can now look back and say, I am so grateful that they were uh, the way that they, you can't do this, you can't do that message, you can't do this because it forged in me the leaning in on am I listening to what God is saying or if they had been 100% behind it when it got difficult and challenging I would have deferred to what they'd say, they had said rather than standing on and building then intest, like intestinal fortitude is one way of saying it perseverance endurance you have need of endurance so that's one of them. I'm so grateful for the opposition that I faced. Another situation. Uh, I had a bunch of business leaders come around me as we started Heaven in Business. Uh, wonderful, affluential and influential business leaders who were initially incredibly supportive and encouraging in what we were doing. As we grew, uh, we were about to launch our first ever Heaven in Business conference. It was about 2013. And as we were putting it together, the numbers signing up for this event were very, very low. And so at our kind of meeting with my advisors, they pretty much unanimously said to me, Andy, we don't think that you should do this. You should delay and defer it. Um, there's not enough people signed up. And so their advice to me was, you can't do this now do it later you're going too fast i remember coming out of that feeling pretty disappointed discouraged but having to make a decision that advises so i had a position of advice for them but i had this conviction internally that this was the right time uh, i had lined up all the speakers and have everything lined on which is like in our environment was lining the planets and so I had to make a decision. Will I listen to these wise, trusted advisors that I greatly respect, or will I go with what I believe to be true? And in this case, I made the decision that I'm going to go with what I believe to be true. It turned out to be a fantastic start. People were just really, really late to register. But what did it do? Was it a vote of no confidence? Not at all. It was actually probably a from a perspective of the advisors it was probably wisdom except that sometimes wisdom is a cover for fear sometimes wisdom is not the right thing for you to do just because it may seem to be the wisest of wise counsel from people that you greatly respect uh, one word from God is better than anything else even if it doesn't make sense Hindsight, looking back, I, again, at the time we could, could have said they weren't with me, they weren't for me, get rid of them. Not at all. 
that's the job that they had to challenge the decisions that I was making so that I make robust decisions. If I only have around me people that agree with me, I'm not going to make very healthy decisions. But the greater gift was this, that the people that I was deferring to for the final word because they were smarter than me, because they were they seemingly wiser than me, because they had more business than success than me, because of all these different reasons. I was deferring to them because of my own insecurities and inadequacies. And it's faced with a decision, would I listen to them or will I go with what my conviction was? Thankfully, I went with my conviction. A greater thankfulness is that they disagreed, is that they said you can't do this because again, I had to make the decision and when you make a decision alone, it forges something on the inside of you that you will need in order to step into any realm of leadership. So that's another one. Uh, just so, so grateful for these. Another fun one is I was leading a group of people through a dream workshop and in this workshop, people come up with ideas, dreams, hopes, aspirations they'd like to do. And there are a couple of people on that that were friends of mine in their very early 40s. And they said, we want to do a half marathon. We want to run a half marathon. And I heard that, listened to it and pondered it. And, and I was challenged and conviction because, convicted because uh, here they were stepping out and doing something they said they could never do, a half marathon. And I'm a runner. I've always run, but I've said to myself, I would never do a marathon because why would anyone do that? That's the stupidest thing ever. Why would you run that far, that long? For what purpose? And so I had told myself, I would never do that. What I realized in that moment is I had set a limit to myself of what I could and couldn't do. And if these women were going to do a half marathon and they weren't runners, that wouldn't have been a challenge for me. A challenge would be to do something I said to myself I would or could never do. I was hiding behind that excuse. You can't do this. So what I did is I set myself a target that if I could achieve half marathon, ability to run half marathon within a couple of weeks, because I'd been running pretty much three times a week anyway, that then I'd be on track to hit marathon distance. I followed through and within six weeks, I ran a marathon. Now, I don't recommend this at all. I managed to finish it. We did just over four hours, but it, we as an I, but oh boy, it was tough. Uh, but I finished it and accomplished it. But what was the point? I'd said to myself, I can't do this. The very areas where you say you can't do this, you couldn't do this, you could never, whatever it is. Those are some of the areas that I'm starting to re-examine and look at the assumptions because sometimes those are the very things you need to push through and the very fact that someone said to you, you can't do this, you couldn't do it, you couldn't step into that, whatever that may be, it's the very invitation for you to forge what is necessary in you to push past what people would say, the opposition, the difficulty, the challenge, the questions, the, the doubt in order to forge in you the intestinal fortitude, the confidence, the, the push past to actually do the very thing that you can do, that you are able of doing. So what about some more that I've had to walk through? I remember when we first started Heaven and Business, uh, there was a particular prophet 
in the area. So that's somebody that is nationally known as Hearing God. Uh, this person was not from the local environment, had come and visited, but had a business background and obviously a Hearing God and it had a credibility in Hearing God. And I thought that when he heard what we were doing, he would just be so excited. So I kind of tentatively reached out to him, went and met at his house. And I remember so clearly going up there and talking with him about what we're looking and the plan and the strategies that we're implementing with Heaven and Business to uh, connect, equip, train people to hear God, to partner with God in their place to work and engage in the well-being of the city. And I remember so clearly he's like, it's not going to work. It won't work here won't work in this environment. Uh, this environment doesn't have a reputation for business people. And he started to outline all these reasons why it wouldn't work. And I remember on the inside of me thinking, well, slightly confused, because I thought he would be so in favor of this. But then starting to realize there was something on the inside of me started to rise up and say, you know what? I, I'm thinking that this guy's got all these reasons why he's upset with this environment. And I could try and discount what he was saying. But on the outside in, I actually can understand why he would say some of that. That would make sense on a surface level. But again, he was saying someone I would respect, someone I had high regard for saying, you can't do this and it won't work. Now I look past it, like and initially, I wanted to discount him. I wanted to discredit. I wanted to say, you're just bitter and offended with this organization. That's why you're saying this. In hindsight, I am grateful that he said you can't do this and it won't work because it forged in me it provoked me to rise up and believe is what i've got is what i'm doing worth it is it worth persevering through the opposition the difficulty the challenge the the, the doubters the naysayers even those that i would think would be for me because it forges again and again and again and again it forges something in me that is necessary for me to stand up and actually accomplish the very thing that's on my heart to do it's like a bird in an egg it has to break through that shell because breaking through the shell actually forges and it builds within the bird itself the strength that it needs to endure to survive to stand so was that all? No, there's others. Uh, there's other leaders in our environment that I love and respect that have cha challenged questions and said, why are you doing this? This doesn't make sense. You can't do that. The very things that they've said initially have taken as great harm or hurt or pain as I have matured, as I've let go, as I've built and kept going, I realize their words were very much necessary because otherwise I could have deferred to them, hidden behind their words rather than stand alone, step up, and it's built in me the confidence and courage to stand alone, which has been necessary for me to step into what God has for me. What about you? What are you facing? What are the dreams, the challenges, the desires, the things where others have said you could never do that? Uh, I remember... When back in New Zealand, when we were doing, um, we stepped in and I was uh, heading to Uganda to do uh, what you might have called missions work. And I get over there and I was thinking we'd come with business ideas to help these people build businesses to fund themselves. And uh, when I was over there, I realized they don't need business ideas. The biggest lack is not the idea or the ability or the desire to work. The, ability, the greatest gap is funding 
with which to grow their business. They can't access this. It's the access to capital. And it triggered me on this journey of learning all about microfinance and small loans and community loans and groups. And I started to do this course and learn a bunch about it. I thought, why could we not do this? And so then I reached out to a very well-known organization that does this globally and does this in Uganda and thought perhaps if they're already there already doing this then they would love to take on these people here's some more people that would help them and scale what they're doing and I remember having a conversation with them and they're like no we we don't want to do it we only do it through our organization uh, we wouldn't be doing it through in this case the church networks and I said well what's what's stopping us doing it because oh it won't work uh, you can't do it so again this phrase you can't do this and I remember thinking, wow, this, isn't this the very thing that they did, that they do? And they said, you can't do it. Well, over the next three, four days, we did do it. We set up, we started it, we learned. Uh, we learned along the way. It was not pretty. It's always messier than you think it is, but that's actually part of the learning process. But again, the very fact that they said you can't do it, that's not a slight or a knock on them. It was necessary for me to hear that so that I stepped up and learned and took a hold of it and took ownership of something rather than deferring, hiding, uh, stepping in behind somebody else rather than recognizing, you know what, the way that I'm going to do it, the things we're going to step into, it's going to be different. It's going to look different. But sometimes that's the very thing that you need in order to step into what you've got coming next. Uh, right now, I'm stepping in, I'm doing some things that I said I'd, I'd never do. Um, I'm doing some individual coaching and consulting and mastermind groups. I'm scratching my head thinking, how's this even working? I'm doing a high-level, uh, high-cost executive retreat that's an adventure. It's even of myself said I could never do that. Well, we're now doing it. I've now sold three out of six tickets to go and do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is working. What's the point? The sheer fact of stepping up and doing something that I said I couldn't do, I'm now realizing the very fact of breaking through those uh, mindsets, breaking through those limitations that maybe others have placed on me, but even more, what I've placed on myself. The sheer fact of stepping and facing what I am afraid of, facing what people said I couldn't do, the process of stepping up into those things is the very thing that is necessary. The insecurities, the fears, the wondering whether I can do this, that awkward, embarrassing, vulnerable pathway is what is necessary for me to step into what I have next. And I'm so grateful. So I want to encourage you. Uh, if you're stepping into some things right now, just say, go for it. Uh, you need to have people tell you that you can't do it because that will forge in you what you need to push through. It's like another little barrier for you to push through. That barrier will forge in you the strength to endure when you get into what you need to. So don't uh, knock them, knock the person. Actually take it for what it is. Thank you, Jesus, for this opposition that's actually forging something in me. It's challenging what I believe to be true about me, about the situation, about what I'm called to. Sometimes it's the very wisdom to slow down and actually relook at the situation so I do it fully with due diligence. 
Sometimes it's actually because what I'm doing is wrong. But in the context of this call today, it's actually the things that you know that you need. You know that you know that you know this is what you're called to do. That you will regret it if you don't do it. And the very fact of people saying you can't do this, you couldn't do this, or yourself, is the gift that you need to push forward. So... If you're facing that right now, I encourage you, push forward, do the due diligence, do what you need to do, and actually relook at it, assess it up, line it up again, and hit it harder and go for it. If it's something that you have drawn back from because of what you've said, relook at it and say, now that you know what you know, actually, is this something you need to pick up because you've got regret, because you listened to the voices of doubt, you listened to the voices of saying that you can't do it, and actually, it's time for you to pick it up again and have another go. And number three, if it was you and you're hearing that and you're like, you know what, you're highly, you actually don't listen to feedback, you don't normally listen to people say, perhaps this is a time for you to say, you know, this is the one time I'm actually going to listen and stop and just get someone else's opinion. And all of that, I trust that this has encouraged you, helped you. My goal is to connect, uh, train, and activate you to step into everything you're called to be and to really make a difference where you are. I'm reading a book right now, I just finished it, called Love Does by Bob Goff. Highly recommend it. And this quote really struck with me. You don't need to ask for permission for what you already have permission to do. And you already have permission to do good, to do what love does. Love doesn't just talk about things. Love does something. So if there's something on the inside of you that you know, that you know, that you know, this is something you've got to do, then don't accept no for an answer. Every no that you've got is just another weight that you've added that's building the strength inside you that you need to endure, to persist, to overcome. So I just bless you with the courage and the confidence to move forward. If you want more on this, uh, check out authentic-solutions.com. Uh, another great resource is the book Dream Culture by Andy and Janine Mason. That will help you. That's got some things in this process. And I just bless you to have a wonderful week.